What's happening, y'all? You are tuned in to the Ike Podcast, episode 001. Yeah. Yes, yes. Our apologies to our fans out there. You know, we took a long time to to record this. Uh, my apologies, you know, uh, disabled problems, you know, meaning a lot of physical pain. Yes. So, but anyway... Uh, me, Kid Palsy here, and El Profe are back. Uh, What's to, up? Yes, yes, to give you the word. So um, I hope you all are doing well. I hope uh, everybody's staying afloat, you know what I'm saying, doing their thing. Um, yeah. You know, so. What's Thank up, El Profe? What's up with you, man? You know, same old, same old, right here, chilling in the belly of the beast. Ah. Uh. <laughs> Sounds pretty intense. <laughs> and um, you know, um just uh really excited about this episode. Uh we're gonna uh be talking about uh Black Panther, the movie. Um I know we're late in the game, but it's all good because um you know, I'm sure you've listened to other um talks about the movie and uh uh I think some people uh don't address certain things, but um that's what we're here for, right? Yes. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> you know, yes, of course. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. This guy. This guy. Kid pause, y'all. Nutty, nutty, nutty. Um, I have to I have to make up for my pain through humor. <laughs> <laughs> nah, just kidding, just kidding. But um, but yeah, um, you know, I, I, there's, there's been so many things going on, right? And I think, I think um, for the first word, um, something I think ne- that needs to be addressed is uh, the whole situation with the, uh, um, the uh, California sanctuary state law, right? Um, uh, otherwise known as uh, SB 54. And, uh, you know, I mean, I think he, you and I had an idea of what was going to happen once it, it, it was passed. And, uh, you know, and those that aren't familiar with it, uh, this is in, in, in which uh, many cases uh, uh, it prohibits local law enforcement from alerting federal immigration agents when detainees uh, who may be subject to uh, deportation are released uh, from custody. And, um, you know, when Kid Palsy and I were involved with the local collective, um, I remember when things were going on with uh, secure communities and uh, um, those kinds of programs, which essentially would turn um, local law enforcement into ICE. Yeah. Right? And, um, you know, there was a a fight against that. And that was like a new thing going on. when when we started uh, with the collective in 2010, right? Yeah. And um, and so we see we see what's what's happened, right? And we've seen how you know reformists um, who are pressured to uh, curb uh, what's going on uh, come up with these uh, with these laws, um, you know, which you know really. You know, I think I think the term sanctuary, you know, like sanctuary city, sanctuary state, they're misleading because um, 
people continue would continue to be detained, uh, would continue to to be deported, uh, even though they call like say Los Angeles uh, a sanctuary city. <clears throat> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But um, anyway, so here we are, 2018. Uh, the Trump uh, syndicate, and because uh, it is a syndicate, um, is uh, you know, um, uh, you know, uh, just doing all these uh, horrible things, um, pushing uh, ICE um, with the uh, quotas, uh, deportations, and so forth, and uh, creating all these different mechanisms uh, to streamline the deportations, right? Mm-hmm. And um, and as such, we see that um, certain cities are um, are pushing, are trying to um, either opt out of the sanctuary state law, uh, join the uh, federal lawsuit that uh, the Trump uh, administration is uh, um, pushing against California. Um, in order to reverse the uh, SB 54. And, um, and so um, it's, you notice that it's like, it's, it's almost like a regional thing. Um, as far as I know right now, the cities that are uh, opting out and joining the federal lawsuit include uh, the city of Orange, uh, Newport Beach, uh, Los Alamitos, uh, San Juan Capistrano, uh, Aliso Viejo, um, Mission Viejo, uh, Orange, oh, yeah, I already said Orange, Yorba Linda, and uh, most recently Westminster. Um, and uh, Huntington Beach uh, filed its own. Uh, Fountain Valley signed onto a, a law group's brief supporting the federal case. So, you see that all these are clustered where? Uh, behind the orange curtain, right? Uh, in Orange County. Yeah. And uh, Kid Palsy, uh, what is uh, Orange County known uh, as being, or it's, you know, demographic? Con- uh, conservative? Yes. Yes, yes. Very conservative, man. Very conservative. Very conservative, very affluent, uh, pretty, uh, you know, it's, it's yeah. It's really uh, not a, uh, I mean, aside from places like Santa Ana, um, you know, it's, uh, it's not exactly a, a welcoming, uh, you know, warm and fuzzy place for, uh, for uh, Raza. Mm-hmm. So, so we, see, we see what's going on there, right? Yeah. And, uh, and uh, the way that this is happening, every time uh, there's a... Um, a city council meeting that uh, decides to uh, open uh, discussion or uh, or where they put on the agenda to um, vote on um, opting out the sanctuary state law. Um, you see that um, there are these like uh, so-called pro-Trump supporters um, showing up, and uh, they they uh, create uh, you know they they disrupt. The meetings, and then they um, they push for the city to vote to um, to um, opt out, and uh, and the reality is that these uh, these interlopers are 
um, coming in from uh, uh, places like Arizona, and they're intervening at the uh, public city council meetings. And, uh, and they're paid lobbyists. Mm -hmm. and, uh, um, and they go from city uh, to city onto the next uh, city council meeting. And, um, but I think people are wising up. Uh, uh, you know, people are saying, hey, you know, these people don't speak for me. You know, they're not even from here. They're not even from California. And, uh, and uh, so I'm hoping that this trend will, um, will uh, slow down or stop um, altogether. Uh, but uh, I'm not surprised that this, uh, this, has been, this trend has been occurring mostly in Orange County. What do you think about all this, Kid Palsy? Uh, it's crazy, man. It's very intense. I, you know, I mean, let's, let's not forget that, you know, it's not just happening uh, under uh, Trump, but uh, it was also happening under uh, Obama. You yes. know, and uh, a lot of people uh, don't want to, uh, do not want to speak to that truth mm -hmm. because uh, people still think that the uh, Democratic Party uh, will, will pretty much save the, uh, save the day. But as we've seen uh, throughout many years, <laughs> that isn't the case. And uh, um, the fact that, um, that now this is uh, all up in our faces, a lot of people are now uh, speaking out and uh, jo joining various groups and and trying to create um a support system um which is which is uh, uh a support system to be to create safe spaces and to be able to um provide support for those that need it um yeah. because uh this is a this is a very fearful time in that all the stuff that was happening before is happening now, yeah, but it's ha it's happening more up in our faces, you yeah. know. And so, uh, so let's let's uh, so let's not just get distracted by the fact that it's Trump, because again, it's it's happening. It it, it happened before. Yeah. Um. But um. But let's let's actually uh, get together and to to uh, to uh, attack. The 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 systemic issue the 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 issue at hand, the systemic issue, the 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 history. Uh, let's let's uh, wisen up to all, all these lobbyists um, and uh, actually create co communal uh, change. And um, just just the fact that there are, there's a system and there's people that believe that people are are not humans, the or that. There, there's such, or that people believe that there's such a thing as, as being illegal. It's horrible. No human is illegal. Um, yeah. You know, nobody's lesser than. You know, everybody, deser everybody deserves uh, to be here. You know. Yeah. And uh, just, just the fact that it's 2018. Yeah. And that we're still having to deal with this issue is horrible. Yeah. You know? Yeah. Um, I totally agree, man. You know, I mean, I remember. Uh, when I was uh, an undergrad um, in the early 2000s, and uh, I think that's when um, I started to hear the the term uh, illegal uh, become popularized through the media, and uh, um, 
I remember even in one class, there was a mujer that uh, used that term. And I just like, you know, we're in the middle of class. We're talking about immigration. And she used that term. And, and you know, and she's, you know, she's just as brown as us. And, uh, you know, um, I think, you know, I mean, she's young. Um, I think she, that's that's just all she heard. I'm not going to justify how, why she used the word. But I, I, I stopped uh, the class and I told her, you know, I, I was like, man, you know, I was like, you know, that term, that term is, is used in a derogatory way to dehumanize a human being. And it's also, um, you know, it's, it's, it's misleading. I mean, the, the term illegal is, I mean, you know, I mean, when you're talking about an undocumented person, you know, it's, you know, it, we're talking about an infraction, a fucking misdemeanor. You know what I mean? If you, if you don't have papeles or your, your papeles aren't straightened out, mm -hmm. you know? And, um, and then, uh, I don't know how, but somewhere along the way, this term started to, to be used, you know, uh, in a very, uh, you know, derogatory just way, you know? I mean, it's like, it's, it's bec it became the, like, substitute word for, for wetback. Let's just, you know, yeah. let's, let's be honest here. You know the way that um, uh, racist people uh, use these words, and um, and so I told her that you know, and uh, I I think that uh, I mean she, you know she was listening, and uh, the professor you know just uh, picked up from where I left off, and uh, and it went on. But you know I think about that time, uh, you know it could have been anyone in the classroom, it, it could have been in, in another setting, but it happened to be there, and. Uh, you know, and and that was, that was, gosh, that was like, fifteen years ago, something like that. Damn, son! <laughs> I thought you were like, I thought you were like twenty years old. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> <No>. Just kidding. <laughs> but you know, and it's like it's it's a it's 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 just never ending, right? Yeah. Dealing with this shit. Yeah, it's horrible, man. The fact that people have to live in fear. The fact that um, you. People are always attacking. Uh, they're not. Uh, they're not letting people live. You know, uh, like I said, nobody's illegal. You know, we yeah. all deserve. We all deserve to be. Uh, the, we all have the right to be here. Deserve the right to be here. Yeah. You know, especially. Um, you know, the issue that I have with that is that the when, when people bring that term up, or or this issue is that mm -hmm. nobody nobody talks about the reason why people get pushed out. And the reason why people get to uh, mm. have to move, right? Mm -hmm. uh, the reason why people get up and leave their country, um, they don't they don't speak of the, the the background of like all these different trade agreements, you know that 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 destroy the work the, the workforce, mm -hmm. and they people have to leave to find a better better opportunities, you know, uh, because of their political situation that. Uh, at, uh, at home or the fact that they can't find work, you know. Um, but like I said, you know, we're all human. Uh, we're all human. Uh, we're all, we all deserve to be here. We all, we all have our rights. Yeah. Nobody's illegal. Um, and we all, and we all want to prosper, you know, so. Yeah. Yeah, most definitely, man. Um, yeah, you brought up an, uh, another good point. Um, 
you know, uh, when the U.S. locks Mexico into uh, reform, economic uh, reform such as uh, neoliberal capitalist reform such as NAFTA, the North American Free Trade Agreement, um, that... that uh, oh, by the way, who... Uh, when was uh, the NAFTA enacted? Uh, early 90s under the uh, Clinton administration. Yeah. <laughs> the Democratic Party. Yep. That's right, folks. If you didn't know it, <laughs> you know, that's, that's, you know, this is the truth. We're not uh, pulling shit out of our asses. And, uh, and uh, under what president were the most people deported? Obama. He, uh, what, 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 what party was he a part of? The Democrats. I guess that. Yep. That's right. That's why uh, <laughs> he'll forever be known as the deporter in chief. Yeah, yeah. And so, um, you know, yeah, yeah. If if you haven't uh, <laughs> if you haven't uh, been able to tell, or you're just tuning in, <laughs> <laughs> we're we're not uh, liberals. We're not uh, right wing conservatives. You know, uh, usually uh, uh, the way you know people who think like us are um, excluded from the media. And uh, you know, marginalized. And uh, but you know, with the things that we discuss here, um, these are views that uh, you'll f commonly find in uh, you know um, working class communities, uh, you know, Chicana uh, Chicano communities, uh, people that identify themselves as Chicana Chicano, um, and then. Uh, you know, those that don't, those that embrace uh, the Republican, or the, I should just say Republicrats parties. Um, or the, uh, or the, uh, well, the, the Republic uh, rats, uh, or, or, uh, or, uh, the or the Democrats. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, those that, uh, yeah, um, usually those are the ones you got to watch out for. So. Yeah, yeah. And, uh, you know, at this point in time, I I worry. Uh, I I'm more fearful of the, of the people that look like me uh, in these positions, spewing uh, in those type of positions, spewing that 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 venom and that hate, mm. you know. So, mm -hmm. yep. No, absolutely. Yeah, I mean, I've been to uh, a number of protests and and have uh, you know yeah come face to face with uh, people that that look just like us with a uh, nopal on their heads and uh and they're they're prancing around with the minutemen. Yep, yep. So watch out gente. <laughs> but um but yeah, so um going back to the the discussion on um the whole sanctuary state um uh, law issue. Um something I I I heard today was that LA won a federal court case ruling against the Trump administration um, who tried to withhold federal funds up to uh, $50 million. Well, that's right. I think I heard about that, yeah. Yeah, and um, um, so LA won that case. Uh, but, of course, I think the, the Trump administration is probably going to appeal, and it'll probably go to the Supreme Court. And that'll probably be around the time this episode airs. <laughs> <laughs> that's if I ever put... If I hurry up and I edit it and then I <laughs> put it, I put it up on time. Yeah. So, um, I th you know, and, and, and you know, uh, going by that information, um, you know, I think, uh, I think that these affluent cities behind the uh, orange iron curtain 
fear that the uh, Trump syndicate will withhold uh, their federal funds um, unless, I, you know, if they adopt uh, SB 54. Um, and so, you know, when addressing that, I think we have to address something else, and that's that, um, um, you know, racism is not a question of attitude. Um, it's a question of power. Yeah. And racism gets its power from capitalism. Yes. So I just wanted to illustrate that. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right. So um, moving on, um, I guess we'll um, go over our contact info for our viewers. Yes, yes. Uh, let me pull it up here because this is straight live. Well, <laughs> kind of live. Li live it's... for us. <laughs> 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 you, know, you, know, you know, okay. So... Uh, if you want uh, the contact info, if you want to uh, get a hold of us through uh, via phone, uh, the number is 805-765-1279. Um, if you wish to get a hold of us via email, you can do so by uh, emailing us at uh, tsbf uh, period. Exile Podcast Network at gmail.com. Uh, make sure to uh, include Ike in the subject line. Um, and uh, a little quick, uh, a little quick, uh, you know, um, a little quick uh, uh, descriptor in the beginning of the email so, you know, so we know um, who it's. You can address your love letters to Kid Palsy. No, no, no. <laughs> relax, relax. <laughs> No, relax. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, just uh, send us your comments, questions, or concerns. Uh, if you if, if you hate our episode, <laughs> let us know. Um, and uh, any and, or um, if you want to keep it classy, keep it old school, uh, and write us a handwritten letter, you can do so by writing to us uh, at uh, our PO box, which is. Uh, P.O. Box 844, Camarillo, California, at 93011. And that's uh, Camarillo, that's spelled C-A-M-A-R-I-L-L-O, California. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, just hit us up there with questions, comments, or concerns. Uh, hit us up on the voicemail. Um, mm -hmm. we, we really want to hear from you guys. Uh, also... If you're in a band, uh, please send us your your uh, demos. Demos, whether if it's a CD or if it's f or if it's a digital file, you know, um, we def we definitely want to promote uh, the music, musicians, uh, art uh, locally here. You know, um, being that um, that there is there is the the platform is really accessible now, and we just want to put you guys out there. You know, absolutely, hell yeah, yeah. So, alrighty, so. Let me check my notes here. Uh, what is next, uh, Profe? It's time for Let's Talk About. Orale. Well, with that said, let's, uh, uh, let's um, take a little break here, and then we'll, we shall be back. All right? See you in a bit.
Órale, pues, otra vez, this is Kid Posse y el profe. And we are back here on uh, uh, podcast episode 001 of Ike. And uh, it's time for the segment called Let's, Let's Talk, talk about. about. And uh, what are we going to talk about, profe? I think we're going to talk about Black Panther. Ah, yeah. <laughs> a little late in the game, but it's all good. Um, there's quite a bit, I, you know, I'd like to to discuss. Um, yes, please, because I, I, uh, I although I although I like the movie, um, I don't know much about the uh, comic book series, uh, but I do know that there's a lot of controversy uh, behind it, being that uh, uh, Stan Lee has been known to take credit. Uh, for all the creations, mm -hmm. uh, and always pushing people aside and uh, mm -hmm. never giving those who actually put in the work uh, credit, right? So yeah, no, yeah, we'll definitely uh, talk a little bit about that too. Yeah, man. Um, and um, yeah, so I guess we could start with uh, uh, focusing on the movie first. And um, you know, uh, by now. <laughs> I'm sure um, everyone that's listening to this has uh, watched the movie. Um, you know, uh, it's been embraced by many. It reached uh, all-time, uh, you know, box, uh, box office records. It stayed at the top of the heap for uh, five weeks uh, straight. Um, it pissed off a white journalist uh, that uh, talked shit about uh, Black Panther. Um, You know, um, and, uh, um, you know, I yeah, I got the chance to watch it. Um, Kid Palsy, you watched it, right? I saw it twice. Twice? <laughs> wow. I, contrib I contributed to the uh, over one billion in profits. <laughs> <laughs> nice. You know. Yeah, yeah. You, you, you definitely contributed more than me. <laughs> and, I, and I bought some toys uh, that were based off the movie, too. <laughs> wow, check you out. <laughs> Did you get the 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 uh the the uh, uh um bed sheets? Nah, no, 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 no. I got I got the Killmonger uh Killmonger. Let me uh, say, say that again. I got some Killmonger uh uh action figures oh. and some uh and some um Yeah, I got the Killmonger action figure. You know, nice. So, you know, I want I want to get the whole set, but I'll do that later. <laughs> okay. <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah. So tell me, um, you know, I think we're gonna go over like uh, the strengths and the weaknesses and the, the stuff we liked and the stuff we didn't like. Maybe uh, we could start off with things that we liked. What What'd you like about it, Kip, Kip Palsy? I think as a as a film, um, I thought it was great uh, overall. The aesthetics of the film, uh, the, the 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 filming, the shots, cinematography, um, mm. the acting, uh, great the, cast, great great amazing cast. Mm -hmm. It was amazing, uh, sh sh but uh, espe especially uh, sh 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 shout outs to uh, Angela Bassett. Oh yeah. Oh yes, <laughs> uh, she's very beautiful. Um, I think the representation representation was great. Mm -hmm. um, I think the writing was great. Yeah. Uh, I think the overall message was great. Mm -hmm. uh, I think uh, for a movie of its time, I think it was amazing. Uh, 
especially knowing D- Disney's past. <laughs> oh yeah. You know, um, so overall, I thought it was I was great. I'm I'm looking forward to part two. Um, I've been I've been trying to uh, trying to get familiar with the the Marvel universe. You know, I'm mm-hmm. gonna go I'm gonna go watch the the newest Marvel installment um, in two weeks. Oh yeah. You know, and so um, yeah, that's all I could say as a as a as a movie goer, a movie fan. Um, but uh, as far as the politics behind it, uh, that's a whole different story. But I'll leave that till later. Uh, but as far as like a, a, a movie in itself, I thought it was I thought it was great. Um, yeah. yeah, yeah. What would you think of uh, the um, um, the the aspect of uh, Afrofuturism used in the film and uh, the the sci-fi technology? Oh, I thought it was great. Um, it was it caught my attention. It was very hopeful. Yeah. Uh, I liked I liked the positivity of it. Mm-hmm. You know. I like the, I like the, how it was a, it was very uplifting, um, going forward. I thought it was amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Right. I mean, uh, this uh, this kingdom known as uh, Wakanda that uh, has ba- has basically been untouched by uh, colonialism. Yeah. And uh, where they're um, uh, they have this uh, uh, resource uh, uh, called uh, vibranium. Uh, and it's the strongest metal uh, known to humanity, uh, which came from a meteor that uh, that landed um, in Wakanda. And uh, it's very interesting how um, they go into the whole background and um, um, show these uh, flashbacks of um, how things occurred um, for Wakanda. Yeah. And, um, you know... Um, yeah, I thought it was very, very, uh, yeah, like you said, uplifting. Um, and, and you know, one of the things that I really liked about the film too, as well, is that the um, uh, from when I saw, from when how how the movie was was shown, mm-hmm. it was shown that the women, uh, the women were the backbone of Wakanda. Oh you yeah, know, you know, uh, the women were the the backbone of of T'Challa. You know, they they were the ones that 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 made things happen. You know. Yeah, I really liked uh, the the security guards. Uh, they were total badasses. Mm-hmm. I liked how uh, Tatala's sister was was the brains behind the technology. Siri. Uh-huh. Yeah. Um, I liked how uh, the mom, um, the 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 queen, mm-hmm. um, the mom w- w- held it together. You know, I thought it was great. I I I liked how there was no sexism. Um, because we know that in the in the movements, um, in the various movements of the sixties and the seventies, that the women were the ones that kept everything together, and uh, but unfortunately that they were never given uh, proper credit, you know. Yeah. And in the in the narrative in the history, it always placed the men. But but uh, when you dive deeper into the history of it, the women were the ones that were holding it down. So yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. Yeah. Um, yeah, I, I, it was, uh, I thought that was, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, you know, uh, it was a, a, a breath of fresh air because we don't often, you know, how often do we see that in uh, Hollywood movies, right? Yeah. And, uh, but yeah, uh, like you said, uh, um, I believe her name is, uh, Okoye, uh, the character's name. She was the head of the, uh, Dora, 
uh, Milaji, uh, the all-female uh, special forces of Wakanda. Mm-hmm. And uh, yeah, I was like, yeah, you know, I was like, I've, you know, uh, been waiting for something like this. You know, I, you know, I mean, like, you, you, you got it in Wonder Woman too, but you know, these are women of color, and that I think that's, you know, you know, that's just so rare to see in film, and um, um, and so yeah, um, I thought it was amazing, um, and uh, the yeah, the use of uh, Afrofuturism. Um, and, uh, yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's a, a, a movie that carries a lot of traits that are empowering. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, um, so, um, I think, yeah, yeah. I mean, there's a reason why this, uh, movie has been embraced by so many and why, uh, it broke so many records at the box office. Um, but, um, however, you know, there's also the, <laughs> Why do you always have to mess it up, man? <laughs> man, like you know, you, you you always do that to me, man. It's like I'm always having a good time. All of a sudden, my 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 bright and sunny day tur- turns very gloomy and it rains. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, um, no, I you Just know, kidding. yeah, you know, I mean, yeah, th- I mean, there's there's things about this movie I think are are are, are phenomenal. Yeah. But, but you know, at the same time, we have to be critical, right? Yeah. Just like with everything else. Yeah, of course. Like I said, I mean, I mean, uh, uh, politics aside, I'm a huge fan of like the movies that I grew up with. You know, um, from Disney. Um, not saying that that a lot of the messages that that they brought out were justifiable, but as a kid, you know, your your childhood. Uh, these are the images that you know that you see. So like you, you attach them to your uh, this mo- mo- uh, moment in time. You know, so. That's why a lot a lot of us don't criticize it, yeah. but but at the same time, as you get older and you start to articulate a lot of these feelings and emotions and issues, yeah. it's good to be able to to criticize what you're given and what you see to in order to better better understand it. So even though this was a great film, at the same time, being who we are, uh, uh, myself, Kid Palazzi, and Profe, we also have to cr- criticize the realities of it and and the and the and the motives behind it uh and things like that messages that they put out you know so yeah 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 and, and you know before we we uh we go there um one of one of the lenses i i used um while watching the film um is uh the, uh a theory i i uh i commonly use uh called critical race theory or uh crt yes yes can you please oh before going into before explaining it in regards to the film, can you tell the can you tell uh, the listeners what, what that is? Well, um, well, cr- critical race theory um, is a, a continuation of uh, uh, critical theory. You know, I mean, uh, critical theory was uh, um, has you know been used by philosophers for a, a very long time. Um, but but critical theory, um, which analyzes power dynamics in society, um, you know, um, it it needed more. And uh, you know, as we all know, um, all schools of thought, once they calcify, they're dead, right? Um, so, as a continuation of uh, of that um, tradition, uh, with theory. Um, uh, several um, um, 
you know, several uh, thinkers uh, uh, in the U.S. because uh, real quick, critical theory um, came from from Europe, but critical race theory is uh, very much uh, from here in the states, and uh, um, it uh, it basically addresses um, the same thing uh, regarding uh, you know uh, power dynamics in society, but uh, the aspect of uh, of race, and um, I could go more into it, but you know, there's so much to cover. Um, yeah, this this that could be like a different episode, you know, and yeah. Um, and um, so one thing that I took from critical race theory is uh, something known as uh, the counter narrative. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, some people may ask, "Well, what? I I don't get that. What what is a counter? What is the counter narrative?" And it, it's basically because, uh, as most people know, you know, uh, history is usually written by the, the victors of war, right? Yes. And so when you are from a society that has been uh, colonized, uh, you are forced to um, take this dominant culture's narrative. And the dominant culture's narrative usually uh, neglects, uh, discards, or ignores um um, you know, uh, other people's experiences and stories. Um, in this case, um, I mean, speaking for from our perspective, that's the uh, Chicana Chicano uh, perspective. Um, and in the case of Black Panther, the counter narrative of um, of blacks of of uh, of Africans, and uh, um, you know, and 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 um, and. Afro-Americans and um, um, and so I you know that's that's one uh, way that I looked at uh, the movie as I was watching it um, because um, you know and you see the criticisms uh, made about the movie um, so while it seems it is uh, in no way racist to direct a movie or write a book etc uh, with an all-white cast um, bigots make it seem somehow fundamentally uh, racist to do this with an all-black cast. And, mm -hmm. you know, I think, you know, you know, I'm sure you noticed that uh, a lot of media would would bring that up about, like, wow, they, they just have an all-black cast, and they found it to be, like, it's, it's a problem. And um, so, you know, um, traditionally, you know, people of color suffer from uh, lack of representation in the media. And... Um, you know, racists have a problem with uh, uh, powerful portrayals of blacks because uh, black excellence challenges white identity, mm -hmm. right? Yeah. And um, and so, and then going into what I was gonna bring up at the same time, um, if you have wa if you watch the first half of uh, Black Panther, um, you know, some would would say that uh, you know we're sed seduced. Uh, in the movie by a typical Hollywood stereotype, which uh, Spike Lee calls uh, magical Negroes. Um, you know, that that's a common thing you would find in movies like The Green Mile or The Legend of Bagger Vance, where um, the black uh, characters in the films uh, seem to have more of an insight or they have magical powers and... You know, they're uh, self, they, they, 
like without any selfish intent, uh, help the white protagonist in the film uh, attain their goals in some form or manner. Yeah, that, or uh, is it not, is it, not, is it can that also be called the the white saver complex, or is that? Um, well, that's I mean uh, that that could be a component, um, but uh, uh, the magical Negro, um, you know, it's um, the the f you know that stereotype is um, you know just addresses um, uh, the black characters that that um, are basically um, you know um, uh, giving giving their uh, their power to the uh, to the white protagonist um, to to win the day, if have you, you know what have you, which uh, yeah, which which in this film was very was very obvious, <laughs> you know. Yeah, um, you know, um, so so that that critique about uh, uh, magical Negroes, um, you know, you know, one can argue that um, the 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 people of Wakanda are you know, uh, are portrayed in that way. And, um, you know, uh, spoiler, I guess I should say spoiler, spoiler alert, but... Um, nah, sure if you haven't seen it by now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, there's this uh, CIA agent, uh, a CIA agent that um, comes into the mix, right? It's like, what yeah, the that, fuck? Yeah, that, that, that really threw me off, man. Yeah. And, like, for the longest time, I was, I was pissed off. Yeah. Like I was like reading everything I could read about uh, in regards to the film, mm. I was going into, and I was like, this doesn't make sense. How, how, how is that possible? Like, come on, man. Um, although it doesn't surprise me, uh, being that the the military industrial complex plays a really big part in Hollywood. So yeah, yeah. No, yeah. If you know, if you watch the movie again, you'll um, or if you know, um, you, you remember from the first time watching it. Um, the the CIA agent, uh, I believe his name is Ross. He's you know uh, at every stage of the film he's there and uh, he's interfering, and um, uh, one can say in a uh, critique that this is a pipeline away from black uh, social justice. Um, and um, and so um, yeah, his name is uh, Everett K. Ross, and. Um, so and he so he's this uh plays this like benevolent uh CIA agent. And um uh for some reason uh Black Panther seems to like let him hang out. He lets him hang out, right? Yeah. And uh he he steers uh, uh T'Challa Black Panther, he he steers away from from what the main mission was and then he lets he he lets the uh agent hang out. He saves his life. <laughs> you know, and I'm, yeah. like, I'm like, yo, like, whoa. Yeah. yeah, I would say that's that's part of that uh, magical Negro uh, element, and um, um, the uh, I'm gonna give uh, give you a another uh, criticism. Uh, this is from Chris uh, LeBron. He's a political theorist and philosopher, and he says, "quote A movie about black empowerment where the only redeemed." Blacks are African nobles. Uh, they safeguard virtue and goodness against the threat, not of white Americans or Europeans, but a black American. And uh, and so he's uh, making reference to uh, Killmonger. And if you if you watch the movie, um, 
you know, um, the only two uh, uh, black Americans uh, in the movie are Killmonger and his girlfriend. And, um, and uh, you know, uh, not even his, his father, because his father uh, was originally from Wakanda. And his girlfriend, she may have only a couple of lines, and then she's killed off. Yeah. And, um, and, and his mother, who uh, uh, it sounds like she, she was uh, from Oakland, uh, his mother, uh, Killmonger's mother, is never shown in the movie. Or yeah. even, I don't think, even addressed. Yeah. Yeah, you don't, they don't address it. Yeah. Uh, but they do it in a way where you don't even th think about it until later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's really strange. And uh, and then th the way that you know, um, you know, I've heard uh, discussions about uh, the um, uh, interactions between Killmonger and Black Panther. Like uh, uh, they've been equated to uh, where uh, that Killmonger's like a, a Malcolm X, and Black Panther being uh, Martin Luther King. Uh, before uh, King got uh, radicalized. Yes. Yes. Yeah. But. Um, you know, uh, but if you, you know, watch the way uh, Killmonger behaves throughout the movie, he's he's like a sociopath, you yeah. know, and um, and he's you know he's just oh, I I can't say blindly because he does bring up some uh, good points that addresses uh, colonialism, and uh, and you know which is you know I mean it gets you excited because it's like wow the, you know he's he he sounds like he's he's coming from. Um, the uh, a, a black radical uh, uh, tradition, but um, the way he acts, um, you know, out of rage, right? Yeah. It just um, it that was disappointing. Um, yeah. So um, you know, I would argue um, that there is no true representation of black radical tr uh, tradition yes. in, in the film. Uh -huh. mm -hmm. And um, you know, if you notice. Um, uh, and I got this from uh, uh, Chris uh, LeBron. He he stated that um, um, if you'll notice, uh, Killmonger shifts from uh, a liberation out of rage, uh, you know, phase to um, liberation through hierarchical rule, um, where he uh, wants to be king, you know, yeah. of Wakanda. And um, um, and so it's you know yeah I was disappointed about that yeah um, and when it comes to Black Panther um, you know uh, you know I that's that's no Martin Luther King uh, especially in the late stage of Martin Luther King where he was uh, uh, rad be becoming more radicalized yeah um, Black Panther in reality has a neoliberal approach. Um, if you remember, uh, towards the end of the movie, um, you know he he uh, states that he wants to uh, build a inner city outreach centers at you know in in, in Oakland. And uh, you know when I saw that, I was just like, "Wow, God, here we go!" You know, yeah. <laughs> it, it it was it, it deflates you. It it uh, I I thought more would come out of it. Uh, what did you think? Um, well, well, first of all, th thanks for giving us that uh, your your point of view there. Um, I don't think uh, mine will be that in depth, but uh, 
Uh, but anyway, um, no, I, I, what, what I didn't like about the film was um, I've, I, well, first off, the, the, the agent uh, role in the movie, um, mm-hmm. when we all know that the agents were the ones that killed off the movement, mm-hmm. um, I didn't like, uh, I didn't like how, uh, they didn't present a, st- a backstory to Killmonger. Yeah. Um, I didn't like how T'Challa wanted to join the forces with the UN. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, right. At that, the end, uh-huh. Yeah, that really threw me off. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't like how, well, what I saw was how they how they placed the white savior the the white savior complex. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't like that. Um, I didn't like the 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 sexist rage that they uh, they portrayed uh, Killmonger with. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't like the the monarchy. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I I really wanted to uh, know more about Killmonger's backstory and his mother, and uh, uh, but I like the fact that the. Uh, I like that the 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 story took uh, took place out of Oakland, uh, being that that was the birthplace of the Black Panthers. Um, that's um, mm-hmm. some of the writing could have been a lot better. Um, some of the acting, some of the acting could have been a lot better. Um, but I was very surprised that you know this was a Disney film, so mm-hmm. um, so that. Uh, so yeah, because and then pretty much all the points that you've touched on—that's what I was also also appealing uh, f- 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 as well. Um, but the but the dynamic and of of both characters really didn't sit sit well with me mm-hmm. because I think that they could have developed it more. I think I think that I think that it was done, done on purpose. I think that the narrative was changed changed a lot. But I think that's just um, to be able to to. To to sway the narrative and sway the realities, so that people don't dig too much into it, you know, and and, and actually find out the real realities of how stuff went down. Um, mm-hmm. Like like in the like in the film, I I uh, the where when the when the spa- when the when the sh- when the ship lands in the middle of the basketball court, you know, and yeah. uh, and. Uh, and uh, and the ch- and the young man was like, "Well, what is that? Like, oh, I I uh, uh, I can sell I can sell that for parts, right? Oh yeah, I wonder <laughs> I, I wonder how much I get for it if I sold it in parts. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, yo, like that's horrible. Yeah. <laughs> that's horrible representation, man. Horrible. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it, it's it's not even real uh, a realistic um, thing to occur. I would I would imagine a kid saying. Wow, you know, seeing the ship and saying, "I want to, I want to uh, learn to fly to go, uh, fly the universe, fly across the universe." Uh huh. Yeah, uh, the it was very constr- uh, constrictive, you know, and uh, mm-hmm. you know, so I mean, I, I'm not surprised at all because I mean, it is Disney, and if you look into Disney's history uh, of p- political issues and how they, and I mean, just right now. Uh, the uh, Disney's uh, is is facing uh, a, a, a scandal of uh, of um, 
underpaying their workers. Oh yeah. You know, <laughs> underpaying workers. Um, you know, so they, not where some of them have to be on food stamps. Yeah. Yeah. So um, Disney's uh, way of doing things is unsurprising. Also, because we know that the military-industrial complex plays a big role in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. So of course they're going to have to change the scripts and the, re- the, the the narrative and things like that. So, um, but that's what I. Well, from what I saw, that's what I, I didn't like. And so... No, absolutely. And real quick, uh, mentioning the military-industrial complex uh, and its influence on um, uh, Hollywood, uh, you'll see it in the movie because in the comic book, uh, Killmonger is never in the military. Uh, in the movie, Eric Killmonger uh, has a history of uh, being a black ops soldier. Yeah. And uh, that, that was never in the comic book. Um you know, also something that's also uh, whitewashed is uh, the uh, villain Claw, Ulysses Claw. In the comic book, he is the son of a Nazi, and uh, and uh, and he in the comic book he kills T'Chaka, uh, Black Panther's father. And um, and uh, in in the movie, that's that's uh, well, it's it's shown in another movie, uh, Winter Soldier, where. Um, uh, T'Chaka uh, dies from um, an explosion. Uh, nothing related to Claw. And so uh, in the comic book, Claw is just, I mean, uh, uh, straight out racist. And in the movie, mm, I, he uses the soft words, um, uh, you know, and um, you don't know anything about his uh, white supremacist background or his, his father. Uh, being um, a Nazi. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, okay, I went off on a tangent there. <laughs> <laughs> no, that's all right, man. Like, the, mo- the more information you can share with us, the better, the better understand our point of view here. So it's fine. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, just, um, so those are the, like, the most uh, critical things I, I, I could come up with. Um, was there anything else you wanted to add, Palsy? Um. Well, that's well, that's pretty much it. I, I think I covered it all. I think you covered it all. You know, so yeah. But um, despite all of those things, um, a lot of people have embraced the movie because it it does carry those uh, some of those uh, uh, positive elements and uh, uh, empowering uh, themes, and um, and so I think uh, um, there's ownership there. Uh, the black community has uh, embraced the the film. And um, and that that makes me uh, you know pose the question: uh, Where is the Chicana or Chicano or Ch- or Chicanex uh, superhero film? You know. Uh, yeah, hopefully uh, this opened the door for for more films like this, for various you know backgrounds and, re- and representation. Yeah, you know, right? I mean, uh, we need more. Uh, Films. I mean, uh, you know, yes, uh, uh, Coco came out, um, another Disney movie. <laughs> uh, but, uh, you know, we're talking about, uh, uh, you know, like a, uh, a protagonist uh, action-packed, um, you know, uh, superhero film or, or something of that vein um, that still needs to uh, uh, be developed. Um, you know whether it's for uh, uh, Central Americans, well, uh, 
a point of view or or Chicana Chicano point of view, et cetera, you know, but um, there's a, a lack of representation there. Yeah. But yeah, I think we uh, I think we hit the points. Uh, if not, we could bring it up at the next episode. Yeah. But yeah. Uh, so what's what's next after this? Uh, well, um, you know, I didn't go into it, uh, uh, but uh, the origin of uh, Black Panther. Uh, yes, please. You know what? I was going to ask you. Can you please go into into more detail? Because I know that the, in the comic books it was a lot more intense, a lot more political. Yeah. So, um, you know, um, some people. I mean, you know, it depends on who you talk to. Uh, but uh, some people are familiar with knowing that uh, Black Panther was uh, uh, created, uh, co-created by Jack Kirby. A lot of people. Assumed Stan Lee on his own created Black Panther, but that's not true. Um, Jack Kirby created many, many uh, characters for uh, Marvel and for DC, and um, and then when he went uh, independent, um, and um, um, so the Black Panther was one of them. Um, and uh, originally, the name they came up with was uh, Cole Tiger. And, um, 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 but real quick, I mean, uh, Jack Kirby, um, I think for the longest, only the, the, the hardcore comic book fans were familiar with, with Jack Kirby. I mean, no, I mean, and yeah, anyone that was into comic books, uh, has known who Jack the King Kirby, uh, was, you know, he was a phenomenal, uh, uh comic book, uh, artist and, and writer and creator. And, um, you know, this guy, you know, I mean, I think he started. Um, oh my goodness, going way, way back, uh, and and uh, he grew up in. Um, he was born on August twenty eighth, nineteen seventeen. I grew up in the East Side uh, section of Manhattan, um, and so he grew up working class uh, with a Jewish background, and. Um, and uh, he ended up uh, moving to Thousand Oaks, California, of all places, uh, from 1970 until he passed away in 94. And um, um, I think that the way that uh, um, he would in inject the action in his comic books um, had a lot to do with the fact that he went to World War II. He, he, he was fighting Nazis. you know. Which I think is really, I mean, interesting. Where I mean, uh, um, you know, uh, with what you know, you know, with what happened with the Holocaust and uh, all these terrible things during World War II, um, you had uh, Jack Kirby, um, whose whose uh, birth name uh, was uh, Jacob uh, Kurtzberg, and to you know uh, be out there in the front lines, you know, fighting against the Nazis, it's amazing you know um and um so what but when he went back to civilian life um he went on to to create more amazing comic book uh, uh superheroes and um you know um one of them you know happened to be um, um black panther and um you know um black panther was one of the first um uh, black superheroes. Um, there was one that predated him uh, named uh, Waku, Prince of the uh, Bantu. Um, he w and this character was like an African chieftain, and um, 
in Africa. And um, and uh, his first appearance was around 1954. Um, and um, a Black Panther uh, didn't appear until um, 1966. And um, um, so um, the character of Black Panther predates uh, the Black Panther Party, which uh, was created um, in late 66. And um, Black Panther first appeared in July of 66 in uh, Fantastic Four number 52. And... Um, and that and the story in uh, uh, Fantastic Four Fifty Two is interesting. Um, he actually uh, Black Panther fights the, the Fantastic Four and he beats all of them. <laughs> you know? Nice. Yeah, and at the end he takes off his mask and you know you can see that he's black, and because you know in his outfit you know he's completely covered. But uh, so at the end of the the comic book he takes off his mask and everyone's like whoa you know, and. Uh, uh, and it shows, you know, how he's like superior with uh, technology, with fighting technique, et cetera, et cetera. Um, um, and so uh, he predates a lot of other characters, like the Falcon. He didn't come out till '69. The Black Racer, also created by Kirby, he came out in '71. Luke Cage, uh, which we now can see on Netflix, right? Yes, <laughs> one of the best series on Netflix yeah. out now. Yeah, um, Luke Cage came out in 1972. Uh, Blade in uh, 73. Uh, John Stewart, uh, who would uh, take on the role of uh, the Green Lantern, um, he, he also didn't come out till around 71. Um, so uh, there's a lot of precedents with uh, Black Panther. Um, but at, um, after uh, he, he was created, well, you know, I mean, like, there's pictures of how his original uh, outfit was, and it was so different from... Uh, the movie, and um, and then uh, once uh, he appeared in Fantastic Four Fifty Two, and I shared some of the pictures uh, with Kid Palsy, um, and uh, what what do you think? I was surprised. I was shocked. I was like, "This is this is definitely far away from how we how we know uh, the character to be now." Uh, you know, it was, yeah. it was makes me think. I'm like, "What was the process?" Because mm-hmm. yeah, it's, it was so different. Yeah. Um, I think the original costume had a lot of uh, yellow yeah. Uh, yeah. stripes, and some pieces are, are are in black, but it's mostly yellow. And uh, the only th- and he he didn't have a mask. He you could see his face. Yeah. And uh, th- I think the only thing that was consistent um, was the cape. And uh, the but um, in time um, he pretty much. You know, stopped wearing the cape. I mean, some artists will uh, bring him back, uh, bring the cape back onto his uniform, but uh, I don't think we even saw him, uh, saw him wear a cape in the movie, right? Nope, we didn't. Yeah, you know, and um, also, um, um, there's, um, you know, he, so when he came out um, after the Fantastic Four and making some appearances. Um, he would uh, move on to appear in uh, titles like Tales of Suspense, The Avengers. Uh, he was a part of The Avengers for a while, uh, around 68. Uh, he would come out on Astonishing Tales. Um, and then um, they took a, a, a title, a comic book title called uh, Jungle Action, and started having uh, Black Panther um, in it. Um, and uh, 
one uh, it, it got interesting around issue 19 I think uh, when they started doing uh, a series called uh, Panther versus the Clan where he would actually fight against the Ku Klux Klan yes I, I, remember, I remember seeing that yeah so that was around 1976 and um, so it was pretty interesting um, then uh, after that uh, Black Panther got his own title uh, that was in 77. Um, and uh, the first uh, 12 issues were written, drawn, and edited by Jack Kirby. Uh, so that, uh, that was really interesting. That was, that was great to have him back on that. And, um, and uh, it lasted for uh, 15 issues, but Kirby only did the first 12. And... Um, and then uh, jumping into, I guess, uh, the early 2000s, uh, Black Panther 18, he marries uh, Storm from the X-Men. Wow. This is uh, July 2006. Wow, I didn't know that. I mean, you, you, you have told me that before, but, but to hear that, I'm like, wow, that's, I mean, I, I don't follow comic books, but that's really interesting. Yeah, you know, um, uh, it, you know, I th I don't know. You know, um, it was yeah. It was I was surprised. I think a lot of people were surprised because uh, they just didn't have uh, they didn't have like a long. Um, they weren't known to to have, you know, um, been together in the past. I think there were a few, a few flashbacks here and there, but um, it really caught people off. Um, and then, uh, um, sadly, not long after, the, the marriage was annulled. Oh, wow. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that that was disappointing. But um, I thought it was kind of interesting. Yeah, Black Panther marrying Storm. And um, I don't know if that'll happen in the, in the movie series. Um, but, um, but, yeah, so... Um, I think that um, there's a lot of there's a lot of differences between the uh, the Black Panther stories in the comic books and in the movie. Um, I don't think they address him having a sister until um, uh, you know the early two thousands, and uh, uh, she's a half sister. Um, I'm not sure if they even said that in the movie. Kid Palsy. Um, no, I don't. Yeah. I don't remember that. Yeah, so um, so it's 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 interesting. Um, I mean, there's a lot of differences. Uh, everything you know, everything that happens in uh, Oakland in the movie um, actually takes place in Harlem in the comic books. Um, so there's a that that's one big difference, um, and. Um, and so it's um, oh, and then uh, uh, Nakia, Nakia, uh, that's played by uh, Lupita Nyong'o. Um, in the comic book, uh, her character turns into a villain. Oh wow! Yeah, yeah. So I don't know if they'll do that in the in the future movies, but uh, that's what happens. Yeah. Uh, so there's some interesting things, um, but um, but I think I think in the in the comic book it was really. Uh, you know, it was um, there was there was a lot of precedents with having a, a black character um, uh, 
be a, a, a superhero. And, um, you know, um, um, so, but I think we're still, I don't, you know, I'm trying to, I'm trying, you know, uh, someone had asked me, you know, so is there a, a, a Chicana or Chicano um, comic book superhero? And, I'm, and I was like, you know, hitting my head and <laughs> against the wall, you know, and, um, uh, you know, if there is, uh, I, I, I'm just not aware, uh, you know, um, I, I'm more familiar with old or earlier comic books. Uh, if you ask me about comic books today, uh, I'm a little bit clueless. <laughs> yeah, so I wouldn't be, I wouldn't be able to help you there too, because I don't know what what's going on. <laughs> yeah, but uh, but yeah, so um, but I, you know, I encourage uh, our listeners to um, to um, you know uh, dig in and uh, read up on uh, early Black Panther and see how different it is from from the movie. Um, you know, there's things there's things you'll like, and then there's things you'll probably question. Uh, some uh, some of the times it could be campy. Uh, 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 gosh, I don't even. Uh, there's so much, but there, yeah, there's <laughs> yeah. some things that could be campy, but uh, but yeah, it's worth checking out. And then you know, I mean, you gotta love the artwork, artwork of Jack Kirby. But, yeah, uh, you know the the fact the the fact that it was written uh, during that that specific time in history. Uh, it makes it it makes it even more intense to read it and want and want to read it because uh, of how advanced it was for for its time, you know. Mm -hmm. And to see and once you start to begin to analyze, you know, present time, present time, present time and history, comparison, comparing it to to that to back then, and you and you start to notice how the more in your face things were to how everything's really downplayed nowadays it's it's makes you wonder and 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 scratch and, and scratch your head and just just in confusion because of like why isn't what why isn't this information put out there the, the fact that the fact that it's 2018 and a lot of this information is unknown makes you makes you wonder yeah absolutely yeah so well wow man that was a, that was a lot of that, that was a lot of information yeah i hope nobody's uh Falling asleep over yeah. there, because <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was almost falling asleep right now. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. Hater. All right, hater. Um, Let's. Uh... Alrighty, well, we'll be back here with our third segment. All right, with Whoa. the last word. Y'all. We are back here on the EK Podcast, episode 001. Uno. And this is the last word segments. Word. So what is the last word, profe? Well, you know, we're just talking about uh, the movie and the comic book of uh, Black Panther. So I just thought it'd be um, appropriate to share uh, some of the graphic novel titles with our audience, uh, should they want to um, catch up on uh, learning uh, more and gaining more insight about uh, Black Panther and uh, his origin and uh, 
and story. And uh, so I'm going to uh, name some titles, and uh, hopefully you can uh, check them out, people. Um, the first one is called uh, Black Panther Volume 1, and it covers issues 1 through 7. Um, and uh, it's, it's basically a, a reprint, you know, um, and, uh, y- you know, you could check that out. So that's, those are the early, early uh, appearances of Black Panther. Um, there's uh, another one is uh, Black Panther, The Man Without Fear. And this is a story uh, where the Black Panther replaces Daredevil in Hell's Kitchen. It's a very interesting storyline. Uh, there's another one um, which I know Kid Palsy would love to read uh, called uh, Black Panther and the Crew, We Are the Streets. And this was uh, done by uh, 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 Tanehisi Coates. Gosh, I don't want to mispronounce it. Uh, and uh, Yona Harvey. And uh, this is uh, one of the most uh, radical politicized series where the Black Panther, Storm, Luke Cage, Misty Knight, and Manifold team up. Damn. Yeah. That sounds pretty intense. I might, I'm going to have to uh, take that out and, yeah. pi- and pick it up, you know? Yeah, yeah. And, you know, if, if uh, Netflix is smart, They'll uh, they'll do this as uh, uh, as a series. Um, if, if they did that, like I'm already a huge fan of Luke Cage. That is one of the best series that I've ever seen. Yeah, it's a very cinematic, very film type of of, uh, of show. Oh yeah, I, yeah, I love that series. It's freaking awesome. Don't watch the Defenders. Watch uh, Luke Cage. Yeah, that, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, moving on. Uh, to announcements. Um, so um, let's see. Uh, speaking of Jack Kirby, uh, I recently uh, found out that uh, uh, Ava uh, uh, du- Duvernay um, is uh, going to direct uh, Jack Kirby's uh, New God series. Um, she uh, directed uh, 13th. Uh, if you haven't seen it, go watch it. It's on Netflix. Um, Phenomenal uh, documentary. Um, and uh, New Gods uh, was a uh, series that uh, Jack Kirby did when he was uh, at DC Comics uh, around uh, uh, 1970, I believe. Um, and um, also we have uh, uh, the LA Times Festival books is coming up. Uh, I'm not sure if uh, you'll... If it, this will be old news by the time you hear this podcast, <laughs> but that's uh, going on April twenty first. Relax, uh, man. Just, just <laughs> you know, just just because I'm slow <laughs> doesn't mean that I'm going to put out the podcast at a at a later date. <laughs> <laughs> and then, uh, of course, uh, the movie Avengers: Infinity Wars comes out on April twenty seventh for all you. Yes, yes, I'll be seeing that. Cool. And um, and then, um, of course, May 1st uh, marks the anniversary of uh, um, International Workers' Day. Um, oh, You know, maybe we can, uh, at the next podcast episode, mm-hmm. you can go into de- more detail about what May 1st uh, actually is, what it means, and... Uh, and uh, and what it and how it and how it plays out here in the states. Yeah, that would be great. Um, yeah, I would love to do that and uh, include uh, 
Chicana Chicano perspective for sure. Cool. And then um, uh, in late May, uh, there is the Comic Con Revolution, May 19th uh, and May 20th in Ontario, California. So I think what it's it, about that. Oh, what? Uh, what, what, what's that like? Uh, Comic Con Revolution. I've never heard of that convention. Uh, is this is it is it political political comics or? No, I think I, you know, I think it's just a, a just another Comic Con. Uh, to be honest. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah. Because yeah. mm, if I was like, hmm, <laughs> that sounds pretty good. If it was actually revolutionary. Yeah. You know. Yeah, yeah that, that would definitely be interesting. I'd, I'd see we'd. I think we'd see a lot of uh, familiar faces if we were to go to that. Yeah. So. All right. Well, uh, with that, uh, any shout outs? Profe, I mean. Shout outs to the Raza Cosmica. Orale. And uh, yeah, just shout outs, to, shout outs to all the listeners out there. Yeah. Uh, you know, just uh, keep on giving us our, uh, the, your support. Uh, please make your comments, concerns, issues, or suggestions uh, known. And uh, p- please, you know, keep on listening to us. Yeah. And uh, yeah. I do want to say, though, shout out to a very special lady out there in the L.A. area by the name of, uh, by the name of Pau. Yeah. Yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, alrighty. Um, let me see here my notes. So, all right. So with that said, I'll, I'll, uh, I'll uh, go ahead and say these two quotes by Jack Kirby. Um, one says... Once we are, uh, once we've learned enough about the universe, we will admit to ourselves that we will never know anything, uh, you know. And also, our dreams make us large. So, nice. Yeah. So, just with those two quotes in mind, you know, just keep on digging for uh, knowledge, and uh, keep on digging for self-discovery, and keep on digging for 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 our our, our work, our purpose, and let us not. Uh, um, think that we know everything, and just and just keep on that, keep planting that that se- that seed of knowledge, you know. Keep on trucking, Rasa, and people out there in the large large world that we live in. Yes, yes. So, with anything, with that being said, uh, anything else uh, that you want to say before we sign off? I think it's time to crack open that beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know, uh, 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 me and the profe are are really into our uh, our. Are the we we're really into the delicacy of uh, of liqueur, <laughs> so you know within within uh, within reasonable consumptions, of course. That's right. And uh, so we bought some uh, beers earlier today with the purpose of drinking them after the podcast. So I think with that, I think uh, it's a celebration. Uh, episode zero zero one uh, is finally uh, recorded. And soon will be uh, uh, put up in the interwebs for all to see. Yeah. Oh, see, uh, to see, to hear. To hear. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> all right, people. The first drink is for you. <laughs> Cheers. Salud. Salud, salud. Take care. Orale. Hasta la próxima. Peace. This monthly podcast of Ike was produced by El Profe and engineered by Kid Palsy as a part of the Exile Podcast Network. 
an ancillary to the Sugar Beats Factory. Our theme music today was produced by Steven. If you have any questions or comments for Ike, give us a call at 805-765-1279. To contact the Exile Podcast Network and the Sugar Beats Factory, please email tsbf.exilepodcastnetwork at gmail.com and include Ike on the subject line. And for all other matters, please email the Sugar Beats Factory at gmail.com. All rights reserved, 2018.